Hey everyone, before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that my show is now on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, Podbean, and Amazon Music. Please share this podcast with your friends if you're enjoying it, as well as give it a rate and review on iTunes. Also, my apologies in advance, it has been a very hot weekend, so you will you may be hearing the air conditioner on in the background. I do apologize in advance, but the room's a little unbearable without it. Now, on with the show. Two notes. That's all it takes for someone to recognize the sinister music of a Spielberg villain. Others also use it to freak out their friends in the water. Those two notes became the theme for sharks everywhere, especially the great white sharks. Well, it is a movie meant to portray that shark as villainous. The truth is always much different from Hollywood. The impression that these creatures should be feared, it also contributes to the mindset that sharks are to be feared and treated as villains. It's just simply not the case. There's a difference between fear and respect. My name is Amiria. And this episode is all about things sharks. We'll explore the different types, their, some of their behaviors, some fun facts, and even how you can help protect these beautiful creatures. So, let's dive in. There exists over 500 different species of sharks on this planet, with usually a few more being discovered every year. Here's a list of just some of the many varieties. Great whites, silkies, tigers, blues, bulls, black tip reef, Caribbean reef, ocean white tip, hammerhead, goblins, megamouths, nurse, zebras, lemons, cookie cutter, frilled, thresher, Greenland, and whale sharks. Now, these sharks can grow anywhere from between 8 inches to approximately 40 feet and weigh upwards to 11 tons. Although that may seem scary, I mean, it is. I mean, there is a shark, uh, deep blue, out there that is about the size and weight of a school bus. Now just imagine a school bus that you're driving next to suddenly swimming at you with teeth in the ocean. It's a little understandable how people can be scared, that that would definitely scare me as well. But again, these creatures are a little more misunderstood than we make them out to be. They're primarily made of cartilage, other than their jaws and teeth, which is why we haven't found any fossils of them other than the jawbones and the teeth. Originally, it was thought that megalodon teeth the very giant version of the great white tooth, they were thought to be petrified dragon tongues, which is where dragons come into the history. Although when you see a petrified shark's shark tooth and you don't know it's a shark tooth, it's understandable how they might think that it was a petrified tongue. <laughs> the sensors on their snoots are called Ampullae of Lorenzini. Now these are electroreceptors. They sense electric magne magnetic energy in the oceans. They can tell 
They can not only smell blood, but they can tell when a fish is thrashing around in distress and beeline straight for it. The lateral lines that run along the length of, a, of the sharks, that helps them ch with pressure changes and figuring out what those are. That also tells them exactly which direction a prey that is in distress may possibly be so that they can beeline for it faster. A quick little fun fact, hammerhead sharks have the most ampullae of Lorenzini in their snoots because of the shape of their head. They are hammerheads, so the shape of their head is a hammer. And it was actually the inspiration, kind of an inspiration for the sonar dish. Uh, hammerhead sharks actually do have a 360 degree field of vision, so they can see above and below at all times as well. You can tell I watch just a little too much Shark Week sometimes, but you'll, you'll get that more as we go on. <laughs> uh, most species actually have five gills on, on each side, but there are some that have six or seven. Their eyes? While we may think of sharks as having very poor vision because they can continually confuse humans for seals or dolphins as they're swimming in the ocean, they actually have very good vision. Though there are some sharks that have that are colorblind, their eyes are closer to that of a cat. Personally, I believe that sharks are the felines of the oceans. You can tell a lot just from a shark's body language, even down to the, the placement of their of their side fins. Uh, I was watching one Discovery special where they said, like, depending on which way the fins are positioned, you can actually tell if a shark is a little more relaxed or potentially aggressive. Something interesting. -ish. Definitely something to look into if you want to learn more. So moving on to some behaviors that they have, let's start with the most important one. Us humans, we're not on the menu for sharks they actually don't find us that appetizing. You might be thinking, wait, sharks bite humans all the time. They, they swim up to humans all the time. What do you mean that we're not on the menu? Why do they still continually go after this? Well, um, the sharks do prefer fish, clams, squid, and other things as such. I mean, as seal including seals as well. Sharks actually are very curious creatures. Again, going back to the cat theory that I personally have, they are like cats, but the problem is they don't have hands or paws that they can investigate with. They only have their mouth, so sharks will occasionally go in for an investigatory bite just to see, ooh, what is this thing? Is this food? Is this tasty treat? They find out that way. Unfortunately, for a human, an investigatory bite, a little nibble, as you, if you will, for the shark, uh, can actually remove a limb. Which is probably why people are very terrified of them. I, I personally do not go swimming in the... Uh, I personally do not go swimming in certain parts of the ocean because I have a very healthy respect and fear of sharks. Well, I do know that if you can remain calm around them, they are usually calm around you. I, I know I, I don't trust myself to keep calm when I see this gorgeous giant creature with sharp teeth swimming right at me or near me. 
So the reason they can actually confuse humans for their food is think about it this way sharks they they come from below and go upwards to hunt their food they they do sneak attacks from below if you are wearing a black wetsuit and you're on a surfboard and you're laying down and you're paddling this they've actually shown that that silhouette looks very similar to a seal so for the shark they can't discern all that detail they look up and they say "Ooh, that looks like food Ooh." It's moving like food should. So the shark will go up and they'll still do the investigatory bite because they're still not sure completely if that's food, but it looks like they're food. Even if you wear a colorful wetsuit, as I said, some sharks are colorblind, so they may may still confuse you. Um, another reason humans get bit is because they will something will happen that causes them to flail or thrash around in the water. Now, that catches a shark's attention because it actually mimics a creature, in, an, injured, an injured sea creature or a sea creature in distress. And for sharks, that's, that's an easy prey and an easy meal. So again, I know it can be difficult to stay calm, but according to the shark shows that I've seen with the experts, again, always listen to the experts, they have said remaining calm gets you a more friendly interaction with sharks, as well as maintaining eye contact. Alright, so let's get on to some sharks facts. Some, there are obviously quite a few, so let's see how many we get through. Uh, let's see, shark skin. It actually feels like sandpaper. When you microscopically zoom in on it, they're like little scales but they're rough they're very rough scales some people have likened it to shark sharks have shark teeth for skin <laughs> because the, the shape of them are actually very very rough sharks have been around for almost 455 million years pretty much swimming with a dinosaur uh, the biggest shark that was in prehistoric prehistoric times was the megalodon. Now think of a supersized version of a great white and that's a megalodon. So their teeth could actually fit in your whole hand. Which again is understandable why people in history confused them for dragon tongues at the time. Because up until about the 16th century sharks were called sea dogs. They weren't necessarily necessarily known as sharks. Um, goblin sharks. Now let's take a look at goblin sharks. Those are fun creatures. When they're they actually have a fairly long uh, snoot or nose, if you will, and their jaws. Now their jaws are the fascinating part. If you have not seen this, I highly recommend looking up a YouTube video. Goblin sharks can actually protrude their jaws, their teeth, out a few inches to catch their prey, and then they pull their, and then they pull their jaw back in along with side it. it. Again, if you have not seen it, I highly recommend looking up a video online. It is a beautiful process, especially when they show it in the slow mo, because sharks are very fascinating, and I have been in love with them for years. They are very beautiful creatures and very misunderstood because a lot of us have 
the, our only few experiences are movies where sharks are the villain. Think all the Jaws movies, uh, The Meg, Sharknado, if you want to get that cheesy. Here's another fun fact. Sharks can actually jump out of the water. I know, as if you didn't need another reason to be scared of sharks. But trust me, this one's pretty cool. Again, if you've been watching Shark Week, they have a show called Air Jaws where they show this phenomenon. It takes place um, in Morrow Bay in South Africa, off the tip. There is a seal island, and there they found that great white sharks will breach upwards of 12 to 15 feet to catch a seal. And they do this by... They go deep and then just swim straight up like a torpedo. And they just clamp onto that seal as their full body is thrown... Full body, some mostly full body, sometimes only half, is full, thrown out of the ocean. And then they crash back into it. If you're not a fan of Shark Week and you haven't seen this again, I highly recommend a video on YouTube. It is a very beautiful sight to behold. Not all sharks actually eat fish. I know earlier I gave a list, but there are some sharks that are filter feeders. The most famous one that is known is the whale shark. The whale shark is a fil not necessarily a filter feeder, but eats krill and small little little fish as their their throat, their esophagus is only about the size of a golf ball, and they're very very gentle giants. The next shark fact actually takes us into our next topic of the show. Sharks are actually the sign of a healthy ecosystem. They are a not only an apex predator, but they are a keystone predator. They're necessary for reefs and other marine life ecosystems to, to prosper. Because once... Once an ecosystem becomes less healthy, then the first thing that leaves are the apex predators. Not only is it important to protect our sharks, it also is very important to protect our oceans. And protect the coral reef systems as well, because that is where a lot of sharks dwell, because there's a lot of, lot of light, because there's a lot of life, a lot of food. And as far as conservation goes, people may think, oh, well, why do the sharks need saving? Why, why should we care about sharks? Well, not only are they the perfect sign of a healthy ecosystem, over a hundred million sharks are killed each year just for their fins. And not all, well, not all of them are killed by humans. Some sharks are actually hunted by orcas for their livers. Specifically, they found evidence of this off the, off of the similar area near Morrow Bay, off the off in South Africa. They found sharks that have been washed up on the beach with their livers missing and nothing else. But when you compare that number, in 2018, only five people were killed as a result of a shark attack. In comparison, sharks have become so vilified by humans that they don't feel the need to protect them. They're apex, they're apex predators. What, what do they need protecting for? Well, as I said, people still go after sharks for their fins, which is very sad. However, 
not all is lost. I know this is a little doom and gloom on the conservation effort side, but there's so much good that can still be done. A lot of sharks are being saved and uh, anti-finning laws are being put into effect. The United States actually has a anti-shark fin soup law on the books, I believe. And that was actually a recent development before it was only a couple of states, but now it's all 50. And you can practice methods for helping the sharks out. You can research conservation efforts that are currently going on, all the shark researchers and everything. You can look up their, their websites and donate to their page. Many of them also sell products that you can buy to support their efforts. The next thing you can do learn about them, learn about their behaviors, read up on them, then spread the knowledge. You know, watch a few Shark Week episodes and tell your friends all about them. Even show them. These sharks need our help more than we realize. And, you know, just recently I learned that 50% of the world's oxygen comes from the oceans. So if we take care of the oceans, we, if we take care of the sharks, we help take care of the oceans. We help make that a better place for everyone. Thank you so much for diving into some shark knowledge with me this week. Hopefully you'll come back for next week as I've just decided I'm going to probably do another episode and we'll take a look at some of the weirder ones. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at AmurielExplores. Please check out iTunes to give a rate and review if you're enjoying the show. And don't forget to subscribe where you find your podcasts. Sources for this episode are in the description below. Royalty-free music is from Pixabay and was composed by Fanchi Sanchez. Hopefully we'll uh, catch you swimming here next week. Until then, safe exploring everyone.